0: To the PC Gamer UK podcast. My name is Sam Roberts, and I'm joined today by Phil Savage and Andy Kelly. Uh, we're here to talk about computer games. We have some uh, fairly big hitters today, including Mass Effect Andromeda, which we can discuss the first five hours of under what is uh, a slightly confusing embargo Ooh, yeah, rollout, multi-stage embargo. <laughs> really treating us to and um, yeah, yeah, it's a real saga. Mm. And then um, we have <laughs> the embargo trilogy. <laughs> I've I've uh, went to Relic last week and I played Dawn of War 3 and I can talk about some of what I played there which is cool. And uh, Andy Kelly has uh, also played Mass Effect, and he has been play- playing a bit of Ghost Recon as well, a game that I believe he described as lifeless. Um, so <laughs> I guess we could jump in with Ghost Recon because that's the most uh, recently not? released. Um, <sighs> now I really wanted this to be good, and it made a very good first E3 showing last year, and a pretty good one this year, where it kind of felt like it had the potential to be co-op fans and pain. Mm. But it sounds like every well, it sounds like it's just a bit. Too sober and doesn't allow enough for player expression in order to get anywhere near the uh, domain of uh, Kojima and company. Is that is that fair to say? It's a it's a, it's a sort of difficult one to summarise because it is lots of different things depending on how you play it and what you want from it. Mm. Um, touching on the Metal Gear thing, like I think if you are into that kind of uh, sort of immersive semi, kind of a very systemic open world um thing with you know the outposts and the sort of uh different ways to breach like each uh, objective mm. if you want that and you're only going to be playing it on your own then Metal Gear Solid 5 exists and Far Cry's uh 2 3 4 and Primal all exist yeah. uh and there is no point to Ghost streak on um <laughs> Wildlands like it's there but it's not as good as any of those games so yeah. just ignore it um, what if, if there's more than one of you, Phil? If there's more than one of you, I think it does become a much better game. Um, and for some of the reasons why it's a worse single-player game. Which is, like, uh, a lot of the problem with things like Far Cry, which have Far Cry three and four I think had co-op modes mm. but it still sort of you know locks you into that world and you know there's cutscenes and talking characters and a lot of it's just like a lot of the Ubisoft single player stuff gets in your way of just like getting from loading up the game to doing the thing you want to do with your friends yeah and Wildlands has almost none of that, like, it seems to have been designed specifically, so from the moment you turn it on, you can just get into a co-op session and be doing something almost instantly, Uh, and a lot of that is it removes, like, layers of story, and it removes a lot of the unnecessary systems that aren't focused to its specific purpose, which is creeping around some villages shooting Bolivians in the head with stealth weapons. Okay, um, that sounds like uh, a thing that is not at all contentious in any way, and I'm sure the Bolivian government is fine with that. Yeah! No. Hang on a minute, they've filed an official complaint. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not happy. Uh, and the tone of it is gross. It's like putting aside like the the whole the standard video game thing of a group of Americans gets airdropped into a country to fuck shit up. Yeah, there's like it is just totally inconsistent anyway. Like there are serious like oh military hoorah kind of bits, and then there's uh, a radio station which is constantly playing as you're driving around (coughs) and feels like a parody or an attempt (coughs) to do a GTA style parody, but using some of the broadest South American stereotypes that they could get away with. Is the word uh, "gringo" used at any point? Uh, "Cajones" is used, okay, of course, multiple yeah, times, yeah. Um, and and many other things that you think, "Wow, yeah." <laughs> it is <laughs> 2017.
1: <laughs> the the writing in that game is literally embarrassing. It's yeah. awful. It's really like the the banter between the soldiers is embarrassing and and, and sounds so forced. And yeah, I mean, he, if you look at if you've ever seen like Generation Kill that uh, TV series like that, the super authentic. Um, soldier banter that it's a little bit a little bit of bravado but still not sort of <clears throat> that sort of video gamey um writers who've watched aliens too many times type yeah <clears throat> uh,
0: this is a point i made in my review is that generated like things like generation kill and that kind of brand of quite uh gritty um anti-war war television series uh they, they are specifically like the dark humor and the um quite on the nose like banter between the soldiers is specifically a defense mechanism to the fact that these are human beings who feel things about what's happening around them and they're trying to sort of shield themselves and detach themselves for a bit because they are professionals with a job to do but you never get a sense that the people in Ghost Recon Wildlands are human beings like that have that feel anything about anything they're just you know bullet delivery systems uh, that dispense jokes and it just feels really sterile but and, and because of that, like the jokes and the humor just, <clears throat> it, it comes across as really nasty and uh, quite brutal at times mm. in, in a way that doesn't, it, it, it's not humanizing. It's just yeah. like, um, it, it's like, uh, it's like the, just uh, to, to, I think it was Chris Thurston who came up with this one. Uh, it's like the the top gear version of <laughs> driving through bolivia but also you murder people yeah. okay um all right yeah okay yeah. Uh, that's actually that tells me a lot about it's kind of uh angle and it's it's uh levels of taste i guess yeah, yeah. and
1: it has no personality at all like even i mean they've, they've created this massive swathe of like technically quite beautiful countryside with you know some issues with popping and Weird sort of cross hatching effect and, and stuff in the distance to sort of dither out the yeah. the popping, but um, artistically it's completely dead. There's nothing interesting about it. Um, I, I feel no. This is uh, as someone who loves wandering around open worlds. I feel no compulsion to explore this place, mm. which is a, a real you know, it it sort of renders all that space pointless. Like mm. uh, if you, if there's nothing sort of compelling you to, because you know what you're going to find. You're going to find like you know shanty towns. And mountains and some deserts and maybe a bit of snow. Like, it's very it's very predictable. There's no sense of, like, discovery there. You know, it you might find a military a... installation or something, but it's like, yeah. There's no surprises to be found out there.
0: It reminds me a little bit of um, Just Cause 3, in that, like, there is a lot. I mean, there is a world there and it <laughs> does have, you know, a variety and a thing like that. But it's not to any end. There's no point to it. Yeah. Uh, Like in Just Cause, it's just you go to the military base and you do the checklist of things. I hear you go to the military base and you shoot the heads and do the objective. See,
1: Just Cause 2, not so much 3. 2 had some cool stuff where you'd find like that nightclub that's on a (coughs) blimp, or you'd find a massive like casino like perched on the edge of a waterfall, you know, like really exaggerate things that you go, wow, that's like, there's a sense of that's cool. Whereas, Mm this world just feels so flat and the character, the character designs are all just like bearded men with flannel shirts on and and you know and mil- and branded military gear all the military gear is branded in case you want to go out and what, tool yourself up. Real brands? Yeah real brands like you can have a yeah, nah. you can have a camelback water backpack and all that is a camelback that company but yeah it's all like it's all tactical gear you know sponsored of, um <laughs> nra members wet dream you know it's all like yeah look at all this tactical gear and look at all my um american pals we're gonna go and sort out the you know they're going to go and sort out we're gonna solve the drug problem in bolivia Four men with guns, four American assholes
0: <laughs> are going to fix, you know, a whole country's problems. Yeah, it says no, Yeah, I mean, they're but, not going to do it with the conversation, though, are they? You know, and like, uh, yeah. guys, stop selling drugs. No,
1: we don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And the whole, you know, like, it, that thing about you were saying about the inconsistency, it really reminds me of The division which had the same problem mm. of um, at once going for, like, ghostly, ethereal, post-apocalyptic cityscapes and then having, like, Ca- literally cartoon characters on the radio like a guy doing a stereotypical Italian mobster accent mm. you know really at, at, at odds with like that tonal consistency is something like Ubisoft does quite a lot I, th- I feel in their big games whereas something like someone like Rockstar they pick a tone and they just double down on that tone that is the you know they don't try and to do two things at once, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, whereas the division and now Wildlands um just seem really tonally inconsistent, and yeah. especially after Watch you know, the Watchdogs too, which just fizzes with personality and color and fun, to go to Wildlands, which is just a sea of brown. To to you use that word again, lifelessness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, that's what really made me stop playing it. I didn't, you know, I just I uninstalled it. I went, I'm never gonna like this. Wow. Yeah.
0: But despite all of that. <laughs> like, I I, I I sort of spent a couple of sessions tooling around with some other people and I had a pretty good time because there is something still quite compelling to, like, the uh, idea of, like, taking a drive across these... Uh, if if the world design isn't very good, I think the road design and sort of layouts is quite good in terms of opening up... Um, specific things that can go wrong it's a very windy twisty mountainous kind of thing uh (coughs) your your potential for just driving off a cliff and uh shenanigans happening is quite high that's all good if you know you've got some people to call you an idiot when you do it um also i do quite like the loop of like coming to an outpost and getting my drone out scanning out like threats whatever planning out a route and then going through and Uh, taking down, I, I really like the sync shot system um, which is kind of a thing that a lot of games try to do a lot of co-op games try to do anyway it's where you specifically mark targets uh, and so you can call it out okay, you take out number one, I'll take out number two I'll take out number three GTA Online is quite good for that, isn't it? Yeah, 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 GTA um, like going back to Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 I think did it really well for with its co-op missions oh, right. it had a lot of those sort of things where oh, yeah. you couldn't be detected so you wanted to take things out specifically I guess it was like the co-op version of... Um, the appropriate level which I yes. can't remember the name of uh <clears throat> yeah. gill up. up. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, there's a lot of that, and like it's a really nice uh, UI system for it because the marker appears and it flashes until the um, until your co-op partner like is actually aiming at the soldier. Mm-hmm. At which point it stops flashing, and you know you can call the shot and do a countdown and stuff. <laughs> and it's just it's a slick UI element to kind of facilitate a thing that I've always <laughs> enjoyed in games, in co-op games, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's like, it does have some redeeming qualities. Um, but I think it very much depends on it really does depend on whether you're going to get like the people together because otherwise it is just a very repetitive game there isn't much happening outside of these very specific core loops of going to an outpost right. doing it stealthily I mean I find the I find the actual gunplay quite satisfying when you haven't been seen and you are just sort of taking people out and you know you move through and it's clearly you know that's the fantasy it wants to sell as well, you you know you're, you're a professional you move through silently ghost recon mm. um and then if you're seen it kind of all falls apart and it doesn't feel very good mm. uh like the shooting and sort of any of it. it it all sort of breaks down in that moment vehicle handling's not great either I don't have as much of a problem with the vehicle. Handling. Yeah, I didn't feel didn't feel that
1: weighty to me. I, I guess it was it was designed by the same people that did the um, Watchdogs two handling reflections. Um, reflections mm. Yeah, and like I don't think they quite. I guess I've been spoiled by like GTA's vehicles, which always feel quite nice and weighty. And I bet you know, I never, you know I had that sense of like being connected to the when you're sort of going down a dirt road. You know, like um, I never felt. And if I never felt like a sort of um, there was much feedback, if you know what I mean,
0: like, that's something the, that GTA only recently got good at. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But, um, a
1: lot of games struggle with that. Mm. But I just felt like it would been to have some like really satisfying, slidey off-road type driving, like in dirt oh, Rally yeah, or something, would have been great. Like, like that, no. that would have been that would have been <laughs> complemented those great roads you mentioned. You know, like being able to bomb down a twisting mountain dirt road. You know, on a, a really satisfying weighty handling. Yeah, and it's stuff. really weird and,
0: because like. Um, for the shooting and that, they want to like, oh, we're, we're simulating bullet drop and we're, you know, we want to be accurate and we've got the real military guns and we've got all of this stuff. And who then cares, though? for the driving and the helicopters, <clears throat> it's all just like arcades, silly yeah. open world fun times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know why did devs do the whole licensed guns thing. Like, who cares oh, about that stuff? Some people really do care about yeah. that stuff. Well, what's wrong with them? Have you have, have you <laughs> seen our comments threads? <laughs> Yeah, but that's not that's not all of them. I mean, no, it's not all of them, them but it must be enough to like. It's yeah. actually... a massive
1: subculture of like. If you look on, I remember for a while I, I got found a, a gun YouTube hole. And watched a lot of sort of men with mustaches like firing various guns in the <laughs> in the backyard and, and being and being weirdly fascinated by like, the the mechanisms the, and the. Their mum comes out, goes, "What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, these, <laughs> are, <my> like, mom. <laughs> these are like These are grown ass men like yeah. doing this, and you know they're all like proper pros. It's not like them just firing a shotgun in the backyard. Yeah, I mean, but there's like I, a, there's a whole culture of, of
0: guns. I which... specifically criticise the gunplay within my review. Like the, when you're in like pitch fire fights, it just doesn't feel that great. And no. I'm comparing it to other shooters because. I never picked up or shot a gun before mm. uh, because sure. I live in this country. And, <laughs> I'm sure it's um, good fun but you know in like a firing range or I'm something. I'm sure it is but um, my dad's actually well into it. It's weird. That's that's like his midlife crisis has been <laughs> getting really into guns. My dad got a bow and arrow. Oh and, yeah, no, and, that, yeah, he did that too. Oh really? Well my dad is also called Kevin so when that movie came out we need to talk about Kevin <laughs> it's about that kid with a bow and arrow who kills people. It was, like, it was, perfect. <clears throat> it was perfect. It was perfect. Anyway, carry on. Um, Guns. But yeah, systems. like, yeah. Uh, I specifically got people in the comments going, well, actually, I think you'll find these guns do not have this amount of power or whatever. And it's just quite realistic. And it's like, I don't care. It's not as good as fucking twin shotguns in Wolfenstein, is it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> or like the um, the assault rifle that fires rockets in Doom. You know, like, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's nowhere near. If they had that in Ghost Recon, now I'd be interested. <laughs> okay. If um, you look at
1: any... Um, any I've, this is a thing I've done for a while. Now. Whenever an article mentions like a gun's clip, there'll always be a comment going. Actually, that's a magazine. Actually, you mean magazine, <laughs> not a clip. That's a. That's a. And next time you see that in an, an, a game's article or something, someone says, "Oh, I had a full clip." Look at the comments, and there'll be um some guy who go, "Actually, it's a magazine," and then just drift away into the night. <laughs> that's, that's all he does. He just disappears. <laughs> yeah, he just to correct. Comment thread. <laughs> I'm going yeah. back to YouTube now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's the guy that wants the um. The licensed guns and the licensed tactical fingerless gloves.
0: I imagine that. Um, yes, uh, I imagine that guy looks exactly like the bloke from uh, Soldier of Fortune with the moustache <laughs> and the, a little hat. <laughs> Just oh, that like, guy from Rogue that. Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Rock, yeah, yeah. People do get really into like the simulatory aspect of it. Because no, I don't. You, I, mean, I don't argue the... with that. But I mean, it's maybe not the right game for it. It's yeah. But like. um any blog post that SCS does about Euro Truck Simulator Two or American Truck Simulator is flooded with comments asking for very specific and quite—I um, <laughs> think i say—guns, ridiculous <laughs> features about like cab designs and wheel arches. <laughs> it's just, it's just like oh, and I agree if I you're just in... quite like driving the truck. About. <laughs> <laughs> I agree if you're into Sims and uh, particularly like uh, games like Armor, then that sort of thing might be um, might be valuable to you. But um, I will say that like. Ghost Recon has always walked a slightly weird line between sim and mm. arcade yeah, knockabout fair. co-op game. Um, right, going back to the Graw games, which are deliberately, uh, you know, elevated in terms of their silliness, but yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, it's certainly less tactical than maybe the OG Ghost Recons, And I think you know, a lot of people are probably pining for that kind of experience. The OG Ghost Recon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my speech is garbage now I don't know what the inserts done to it I <laughs> the just... OG I, I had to for a second my brain my post uh, pre-1990s brain had to uh, understand what you meant then but yes you mean going right back to it on the PC the, the, original, the original yeah, yeah, yeah. which it's, is why people like those games for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, like the, the, I think the specific those original ones probably did something different to what like armor which is where you go for that kind of very specific yeah. simulatory thing does now <laughs> unless and, you, unless like us you just use it for go-karts <laughs> <laughs> yeah not everyone's idiots <laughs> uh okay cool so basically if you have friends then maybe <laughs> yeah, um, grocery cons perhaps worth i think up. Uh, yeah i think you know the, the, there are specific situations where you can overcome the problems and just have a good time i mean the, those problems are always going to exist i think mm-hmm. like um a thing I had to point out a lot in the comments to my review was that this isn't the score for the single player. Um, I gave it sixty-seven. I should probably point out in case you haven't seen the review: uh, this isn't the score for the single player. It's, well, uh, and the multiplayer would be higher. It's like this is the score for the game, and there's a version of that where it's slightly better because of the multiplayer, but mm. it's still got all the problems that it has that we've, you know, talked about. It's still a game that a lot of people will play in single player as well. Uh, it is a game that, uh, yeah, it doesn't prevent people from playing in single player. It's a, You can't say that's the wrong way to play it because they, you know, let it be in there, even though it is kind of the wrong way to play it. it's it's, not Metal Gear Solid. It's the biggest launch of the year as well in the UK. Um, Not sure about on PC, but like um, certainly on consoles. Therefore, you'd assume that a lot of those people will still be wanting to play the single player. Mm. But um, oh, hey ho. I mean, uh, it's a a shame to hear, but it still sounds like it's kind of good. So, yeah, something to. uh, something to maybe pick up in a sale if you have the friends for it Mm. Mm. okay then we'll transition into Mass Effect Andromeda uh, which uh, is out next Tuesday the 21st I believe Um, so it's coming soon and there's going to be some Origin trial going up uh, this week if you are subscribed to that service which I think is like four quid a month and um, had I not already owned a lot of the games in there it would actually be pretty good value yeah yeah load of EA games, and also games like Fury is in there at the moment, that uh, quite cool uh, fighting game with the music in it. I realise that's a terrible description. Before. No, yeah, 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 what we mean? Uh, the one where you've got a kind of bullet hellish uh, combat system that then transitions to an achingly slow walk between boss fights that kind (laughs) of has no purpose and is a bit annoying. But quite uh, distinctive character designs as well. Uh, But definitely worth it for four quid to mainline that, I think, and then unsubscribe, baby. I don't know. Depends what you're into. Mm. Anyway, Mass Effect Andromeda, yes, it's finally uh, almost here. I've basically played the first like hour and a half to two hours, so I don't have loads to draw upon, but I will say that... um, I've never felt more of a generational leap between series uh, of like like, um, maybe Dishonored I guess but like it's it's that the difference between it and the Mass Effect trilogy in terms of visual presentation is incredible it's like Mm. going from standard def to high def like it's uh, spaceships don't look like 3D objects they look like spaceships like when you're inside um, in the first mission when you do like a landing onto this planet you see space from inside this shuttle and it looks fucking amazing and it's just it's just it looks incredible um and so it really feels like you're you're in that universe more than ever before mm. i think it's fair to say a lot of the original mass effect trilogy you were in corridors and, for sure um, yeah, yeah yeah and you so you had to rely on your imagination a bit more than maybe you should have like uh, what's the asari big city that's oh um, ilium yes that I never got the sense of the place that they described when they talked about how like amazing and beautiful and advanced this city was. Yeah, it was sort of it was a handful of corridors and some cutscenes that were noticeably less <laughs> infidelity than the, the yeah the rest of the game. It's it, like mm. it's like the citadel they got a bit better, I think, but like um or like a mega Mass Effect two because mm. that location was deliberately truncated, so it was basically just a nightclub, wasn't it? And the
1: citadel <clears throat> felt better in three. Because you got to go out and look at the sort of... Uh, Overlook, yeah, the rings. But, yeah. The, the, yeah,
0: That was cool. But um, in this, it feels like they can present it all on screen. So when you see a set piece happen, you see things come through the atmosphere, you're actually seeing it. And it, uh, it's, it's... Yeah, that yeah.
1: transition's great, where you go from the, the basically your arc, arc ship, which is transporting humanity to Andromeda, sort of arrives and pulls up at the planet they had here marked for colonisation, and they take the shuttle down, um, and you sort of go from the shuttle bay to the planet surface and semi real time I mean there's a bit when you go through the atmosphere and you just see flames outside as you as the game secretly loads up the planet mm. surface but it has an amazing dramatic moment and then as you're coming into the planet atmosphere there's, there's Loads of like f- rocks floating in the air, and someone goes, "Those mountains are floating." <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, obviously, like uh, if you if you want to preserve it, spoiler free. Yeah, I won't say uh, skip the last two minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't say anything extent. more
1: about the story. Actually, but basically, I mean, that's a given that you arrive at a planet in this new galaxy, and you got to figure yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, we could. What, what's of going this on? On
0: a previous podcast, well. it's yeah, not, it's not anything mind blowing yeah. to be honest. It's not like the start of Mass Effect two in terms of like. You know, you'll you'll be like, holy shit! I can't believe someone spoiled that yeah. for me. It's really not quite the same thing. But yeah, I um, played it at a
1: preview event fairly recently and came away pretty down on it. I think, as I talked about in a previous podcast, yeah. but I wasn't playing it naturally. I was when you're at a preview event and they say, right, you've got two hours, you know, to play as much as you can. You feel like if I was playing this normally, I would I would stop and speak to everyone on the arc, mm-hmm. you know, before debark, uh, you know, embarking on the shuttle. Um when I played it at home the other day I just I did that. I you know, I stopped and spoke to everyone I could, interacted with every data pad and really got a feel for the the mission and what the you know, the enormity of the voyage just been on and stuff like that and it made it more meaningful, you know, than so pre you know, preview events are not a great indicator of quality.
0: But not if you're rushing through it, no. Yeah. Um and I actually really like that that first mission, which I assume we can talk about in its entirety now, because yeah, yeah to a specific point i can't remember what the specific point is okay. oh yeah the yeah, yeah okay. you can't
1: see what happens at the end of it but yeah right yeah. yeah
0: but like um there's basically these little optional objectives that you find along the way so it's a mostly linear level but you'll see like uh, you can go investigate this spaceship and scan what's inside and yeah like so. a
1: crash ship and there's like an old alien ruin which is really cool and you find a sort of um powered down like alien ruin that or was something awesome. I love yeah there was kind of it was something about alien about it and yeah. as in the film Alien, because even like the inside of it looked a bit Geiger-esque, and it was just a cool like bit of scene setting, and you had to yeah. power it up, and
0: you could ignore it entirely if yeah. you wanted to. And then yeah, there's so, uh, a oh, actually I won't I won't say even say that what happens when you press the power up button, because yeah. that's a really nice narrative moment as well. Um, mm-hmm. But there's like yeah, there's like um, other guys from your ship or other planet, and, and, and
1: if, if you, you don't save them, them, they just die. Like I I actually went back a few saves because there's, there's an optional objective to go and rescue some dude, mm-hmm. and I I thought oh, I'll just complete this main objective first and it sort of cut me off and he went yeah what about so-and-so it's like oh yeah we didn't, he didn't make it and when I saved him later on he was back on the Ark ship so he might give me a quest later That's or That's what I thought so. oh, I've got
0: to save all these people because yeah. I might sleep with them later <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah I, um, I'm, so I'm not much further than that in all honesty so I can't really pass comment on it either way but like um, a few things I've noticed. Yes, I think the first meeting with the cat is quite badly done. Mm. Um, I think that was a fair criticism on your part, Andy. Like, uh, you do have the option to try and go in peacefully, but then you have to yeah. get done out anyway.
1: The sort of change—I I don't remember that happening when I played it the first time. When I played it at home, I noticed that you can walk slowly towards them with your hands up, but you still have to fight them. Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of it they, did soften the sort of um, there were, you know, the aggression of it. You but know? it didn't
0: make much of a. Uh, uh, kind of big deal of the fact that you've just discovered an alien species. Yeah, like that should be like holy shit! What the what the f is that? See, I I, <laughs> I know I thought about this and I thought
1: maybe for us it would be a bigger deal, but for this already spacefaring civilization, that has already met loads of aliens. It might have been a bit like oh, it's you know
0: I don't know because like, if know. if it was
1: the first time they'd ever met another non-human species, it would have been like. Mega, but I think it's like, oh but yeah, you've like been it's some...
0: for six hundred years, you wait yeah. up by the other side of space and you just meet these
1: guys. But when day. you're hanging out with like Hanar and Elkor every other day, it's like, <laughs> oh, look, it's, and they are just you know, seen, they yeah. are just lizard guys. <laughs> that brilliant.
0: It's like you'd probably be a bit disappointed. It's like, oh, it's just lizard guys. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a fucking jellyfish. There's <laughs> <laughs> a jellyfish yeah. who talks and's running for mayor or something. <laughs> there's like, a uh, yeah, yeah there's, oh, a, there's an elephant buddy. who... <laughs> Intones every every emotion he has. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I hope I'm an Elcor. I haven't met one yet. I presume they're in there.
0: The, so, so the arcs are oh, yeah. Turian, Salarian, uh, Asari, and human, basically. Aren't yeah, but there's what also... If, what if the end game threat is the Elcor arc ship coming <laughs> and going... <laughs> Very slowly arrives. Very slowly yeah. arrives. We load <laughs> threatening message. It's cause time now. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of game in there though in Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. And so um, yeah, lots to uh, kind of dissect. And me and Andy are on a timer because our review copies run out on the thirtieth. Yeah. So we oh, are so hard for you guys. Yeah. I, I know they say doctors and nurses have it tough, but my yeah. copy, my copy of a game that I got for work is going to expire. Yeah. I've got it really hard. This you know?
1: weekend I'm. Um, my girlfriend's away <laughs> I've got no plans at all I'm gonna I'm sure shut she, she, the shutters and just be fine.
0: it'll be fine it'll be fine <laughs> yeah yeah um, anyway so carry on, carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna play all weekend and hopefully get it rinsed before it expires. A couple of Sierra Nevadas, Andy. Yep, a couple of high-end beers. <laughs> and Just some space times. I'm not going to put it on the Steam Link, actually. It seems like a good one to just sit on the sofa and play with the Steam Link. That's so. not a bad idea. I yeah. must admit,
0: I have moved my PC so I can play it on my uh, in my TV. Just because yeah. I thought it might be uh, more suitable for it. And it is, actually, because it's not a very complicated shooter. Um, yeah, and I, I Actually, but although I, I do think the combat has improved in a bunch of ways, it's actually quite nice to shoot things. Uh, mm. The only thing I don't like is that melee attack is really off for me, yeah. like in terms of the direction of it. Like, yeah, it's um,
1: hard to aim, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite nice satisfying when, it, when you make contact. Yeah, because yeah, you
0: can like squash those alien guys' heads. It's like we only met like ten minutes ago, and now like I've to <laughs> seven of you. It's we like, know
1: you, you can use your jump jet to dash forward, and if you hit melee at the end of that dash, you do like a mega stab. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs>
0: like it reminds me slightly of Vanquish. Yeah, you know how you could speed around on your knees. The jump
1: there. jet is—they've really nailed that feeling of the jump jet of like hopping between platforms i really enjoy mm. doing it like it's got a nice sort of tactile feel to it you feel like you are being like thrust through the air by mm. it yeah that's it's cool
0: i'm optimistic so far cool. I, I i like it i think it's so yeah fantastic. i really like it as well I, i've I was just worried after you've been to that preview event <coughs> yeah it's good to hear like a lot of the impressions that have come out like last night seem pretty positive so
1: yeah i think criticisms are uh, I should say, actually, I've just got the ship. You know, I'm now. I've now just begun exploring space, and that's after six and a half hours. So mm. that's
0: pretty good. We can't talk about that.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying that. Yeah, but <laughs> I, okay, you know, yeah. I think it's. Everyone it's knows you get a ship. A given you that you get a, a ship yeah, and start yeah, okay, exploring yeah. space, but yeah, it took me like six and a half hours to get to that point, and that was me being very thorough with doing every side quest. So mm. that's that's pretty. That's an indicator of its size, but I think the biggest problem with it is the um, the environment design, the lighting. It's even got a really nice film grain thing; like it looks beautiful.
0: But the mm. character faces look really plasticky and weird. I get what you mean, but I, st- I, I still think it looks really nice. Like um, it's got it looks similar to Inquisition in that way. I think they look
1: a bit like the cat. All the NPCs, apart from a few main characters, look a bit like they were made in the character creator. If you know what I mean, which they probably were. That's probably how they had, they generate so many NPCs. But when you speak to someone, they look noticeably. This was a problem in the old games where, like... Yeah, this was... Mass yeah, Fates main characters would look super with. textured and cool, but then you'd speak to someone and they look, like, a bit, a bit play doh Yeah, I
0: don't know what you mean. Uh, yeah. I do like what they i don't think it's a spoiler but i do like what they do with your dad where he's a kind of he, basically a combination of your character model and your sisters or your sister and your brothers yeah, and like
1: fallout did that yeah. as well didn't it Liam yeah Neeson would look a bit like yeah
0: but it's actually really quite impressive like um although i do i i will say one limiting factor is that the um there's not many hairstyles in yeah the character creator so i was a bit disappointed with the range there
1: and the facial um, hair as well isn't um isn't like a model, <laughs> you know, it's not like a, a physical thing, it's just a dark texture shaped like a moustache or a bit of beard, like yeah. really, the facial hair is awful. And a lot
0: of them look like, you know, London facial hair, where it's like <laughs> you'll see oh, uh, a, a, a Shoreditch a bellend with that kind of facial hair.
1: Yeah, I, I just um, went for default um, Sarah Ryder, because I, I, I always went for the default shepherd because he noticeably looked... More textured, had more polygons than yeah. if he created one. Like
0: the default Sarah Ryder actually looks like a real person, whereas I think that the default brother looks like um, Kaiden. He just looks like Kaiden. Yeah, I'm not playing as Kaiden. Default no.
1: Ryder's got a weird. I think like you know, uh, default Shepard was based on a model who looks exactly like him. I think someone said that default Sarah Ryder is based on a, a human, uh, like a human a human model as well. Okay, but she's got a weird like smirk. Yeah, like she's always smiling. Like, yeah. yeah, whenever something like horrible is happening, she looks like vaguely nonplussed. <laughs> <laughs> like they've just uh, they have just curled the, the sides of the mouth and a touch. Yeah, mean, that's quite distracting. But
0: I mean, we're being super picky, but it is, very, it is <laughs> Yeah, <really> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's yeah, a good seven sign. Out 10 now. <laughs> when you have to be
1: <laughs> when you have to be picky about it, that's a good sign. You, there's no massive glaring. Yeah. Yeah, but I've not really started doing the no man stuff yet, I'm, I'm someone, you know, hopefully. The first planet, I I saw someone suggesting that it might be the hinterlands in space and that you should get a hell out of it as soon as you can, but I've not really explored it yet, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I've heard a bit of uh, criticism of... Can we talk about this? I don't know, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure we can talk about this. Well, (laughs) actually,
1: no, we can, because I played that bit at the preview event.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, what the planet stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: of course. Yeah. On, on the nomad and <laughs> I, I no publishers.
0: Stop staggering your embargoes. <laughs> it's Confusing <laughs> us, fuck.
1: yeah. No, I played that. I explored EOS a bit on the with the nomad, but I didn't. I just went straight for the story mission because I didn't have time. But. Um, I imagine when I'm playing it now, I'm going to be like the side quests all over here, and I'm going to have to do them all. <laughs> Even
0: well, if it, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of curious to to see more of that. I guess we'll still talk about Mass Effect then, in case we do accidentally stumble yeah, into uh, in, in, embargo territory. But yeah, I don't I think, think we a, have so far. Even pretty no. pretty conservative. Should mention that I really want to call this episode a Shoreditch Bell End. Now, after you said <laughs> that. Uh, okay, well, good. That's um, that's a thing to look forward to for the uh, for the listeners. In fact, they'll already know what by the time they download. I know download it's called. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the last of the games we're going to talk about today is uh, Dawn of War 3, which I went to Relic and played last week. I've played quite a lot of it now. Mm. Um, I think I've, in total, played about 15 hours of it now, which Dang. is uh, probably the most I've ever played in possibly more than thing. I'll play it, because <laughs> as a strategy game, I'll be bad at it and feel bad and stop playing. So yeah, I, there's things I could, I, I could talk about, uh, all of it, I think, but like um, I was going to talk specifically about the Orcs, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we've done a dedicated switching off already. I was going to say could you do a quick cuz I'm still not fully um up on
1: what it is. Okay. Could you give like a basic Yes. What is Dawn of War 3?
0: So, uh the Dawn of War series is the uh Warhammer 40,000 strategy series. So basically, the first one was a bit of a landmark game for that uh, for that, you know, License because it was the first time anyone had ever really done it like amazingly well, mm. so it presented like all of the kind of like quite quite cool models and universe of that of um, of uh, Games Workshop, but did it on a scale of like Redler or Total Annihilation. So the appeal was in seeing all of these armies go at it without having to spend all the money on the miniatures, which is you know appealing unless you're Tom Senior or Chris Thurston um, who love that <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah, like uh, I I I really liked it, and then the second one was very different and much more like an RPG than a strategy game in my opinion Um, Hmm, it was like um you control like a very small set of characters uh dragon age style and they have like um different hotkey abilities that you can use and you basically have to build the best strategies you can on the fly so these guys might slow these guys down while this guy throws a grenade and it was about micromanagement of like hero type characters and small units like a, and i fucking love it i think yeah, no, it was, was great really good. it was like a very early precursor like the whole uh standard mobile template now but like it is about these big guys and their abilities, and piloting a very small squad, and I sort of culminated in the Last Stand mode, sort which was a three-player co-op wave-based thing, horde mode essentially. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, an RTS version of it with yeah these super powerful bastards that you collected loot for. It was really good. So the third one is like a mixture of the two because it's got it's got the scale of like an old-style RTS with those heroes as well. Mm and, like, different uh, kind of, like, abilities that units have. So, you know, Scout Squad might throw a stun grenade, for example, or, like, um, <coughs> Howling Banshees, who are, like, these Eldar sword ladies do this kind of charge attack. And, like, um, but you've also got these three... Each side is, like, three hero units. So one is a space marine dude with, like, a big-off twatting hammer. Another go- Another one is, like, the um, Terminators, who are, like, your... Elite guard who turn up and can do loads of damage, but the best what the best one is like each um, army has like a super unit, which are each army has two actually, but they've only revealed one of each so far. So the Space Marines one is a giant hulking robot that can like basically airstrike people on the fly, but the spectacle of it is amazing. Like I've mm-hmm. never seen, I don't, I don't think there's a better looking RTS around. Like just sending that Space Marine thing to battle and Another attack it's got is this like um, radius chain gun attack and it'll just wipe out all the soldiers in front of you and every um all of the three armies have their own versions of that and that's when the, the spectacle really comes to life is when all these robots start fighting, converging in multiplayer and just having a big old battle with loads of 40k imagery. It's quite cool. It's really cool. Um so does that help? Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, and so um <clears throat> whereas the second one didn't have any of the RTS base building that the first one had, this one brings that back. So you build a base you basically try and move forward as much as possible and then kill the enemy and then you've won essentially um, but the multiplayer is quite complicated to explain so I won't do it here um, Tom seems did a very good job of explaining it on the website um, you can find his preview at pcgamer.com. um but I will talk about it in a coming coming issue because I've played loads of it now okay. but the um you want to talk about orcs though orcs I want to talk about orcs because each of the three factions I don't think they've ever been this different how are they spelled in in 40k k. That's, it, a k k is, that's the k version that's the k version c is the old is old fantasy fantasy version <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically their let's say so space marines, right? Their their strategy for pushing forward is you get these drop pods, so you can build a unit, put them in this drop pod, and send them into battle anywhere where your army is. So okay. they basically help you push um, because you can drop them on top of enemies, do damage, and then extra units just pop out. You can have up to three of those, and so when you're charging, they can really turn the battle around if it looks like it's about to go against you. You drop in a hero <laughs> unit. Gabriel Angelos he comes in to them with a hammer mm. you drop in these drop pods and then like some devastating marines who are these heavies come out and start firing and then suddenly the battle turns in your favour you can then drop a standard onto the battlefield which heals everyone in like a radius and suddenly you're pushing really hard Eldar have, a, have a, their own thing where you have to keep forward build, their buildings can teleport and you keep moving these things called webway gates forward which buff all of your soldiers and the idea is you try and move your base as close to the enemy as possible so You lure them in. You basically do a tactical retreat. You go in, uh, drag them towards you, back to where those gates are to protect your and buff Mm -hmm. your guys, and then that's when you get the advantage. It's hard playing as Eldar for that reason. (coughs) Orcs are so weird. They um, basically can turn all vehicles into upgrades for existing units, or new vehicles. (coughs) Excuse me. So, like, um, you've got these things called Gretchins. They build stuff. Let's say they pick up some scrap from a tank. They can turn that into a walker just on the fly. Mm. And um, <coughs> normal soldiers can get armour, um, and other soldiers can get, like, grenades. And basically, you're just hoarding as much scrap as you can as you go. So as you push towards the enemy um, and you take out their units, you can actually use what's left to build up your army and make them bigger and better. And the idea of orcs is it's a horde mentality, and so there's nothing, no better way of doing that than they pick up your shit as they go and they get stronger and stronger the more they get towards you. And it's really cool because you just... You, you, you can build, like, a helicopter out of just like a wreck of a tank or something and then it just it's just there on the battlefield it's on lesser health than if you'd built it yourself mm-hmm. at your base but <coughs> you can just send it in and you can just keep doing that and doing that um, and so they're really interesting to play as in a single player mission I was playing against Eldar and it was just the size of my army at the end of it was crazy but it was um, it's, it's, it's really cool and they they're, they're so different to the other two factions for that reason and definitely the most complicated to control because you always need to be getting your units to go towards scrap Right. In order to upgrade, <coughs> and you've got these things called wire towers, which um, call in scrap for you automatically. Um, so, basically, they're at, they're at your base. You build some orc boys, let's say, they take the scrap, they up they're upgraded, they charge into battle, and the idea is that you keep doing that. So you augment as many of your own units as possible, and then later in the game, uh, when you start getting bigger piles of scrap, that's when you can turn them into be- uh, like uh, vehicles, yeah. basically. And then yeah, every single orc unit has a variant based on if you if you scrap something. So a tank, for example, has like a a normal long-range shot, but then you can also you can get that to scrap something and it can shoot these mines down, for example. <coughs> a helicopter can take scrap and then put a chainsaw fit a chainsaw to the front of it. So the animations change and the models change and basically you've got this really kind of cool-looking makeshift army. And it's a really interesting weird take on orcs that yeah. is incredibly complicated but i think the rts fans will have a lot of fun learning essentially <coughs> uh, excuse me I'm, I'm not very well so i keep <laughs> coughing um so yes that's uh, that's dawn of war 3 um, do you have any questions for me i feel like i just talked and talked then it's fine um, <coughs> okay cool yeah i you say you're gonna talk about multiplayer at a future date yeah it's um it's really uh, complicated um uh, you messaged me a couple of times saying it was fucking hard and yeah i basically i i've i think i won about 25% of the games i've played now mm. and um yeah it's uh, it's it's tough for sure but that's probably because um a lot of the people are, yeah, I was playing against relic people, so they're very good, obviously. Um, but yeah, how many like solo campaigns is it launching with? Has it got one is, per faction, or it's just one solo campaign that right. straddles the three factions? So oh, you alternate okay. between playing as the three, and the idea is that by the time you've done all that, you can just jump straight into the multiplayer. Or and in I've, my case, not. <laughs> well, no, you can play multiplayer against the AI as well, mm. which is probably where I'll start to be honest, because um, it, the multiplayer kind of merges like. MOBA style lanes with an RTS, and so oh God. don't worry, it's not like playing Dota. I know that because I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it feels very different, and yeah. also because you're not just playing as one character, um, your power is uh, spread across the map, essentially. Because yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the idea is you've got it's quite complicated. You've got to knock out the other player's generator, basically, and to do that, you have to essentially cut off their resources and then get closer and closer and then take them out pushing down these lanes and it really rewards making early gambits like sending in building as many orc boys as you can sending them in destroying a player's generator before they've really got the chance to react and your army peaks at different parts of the um different times within the game there's the different escalation phases and um yeah and then by the end it's like um loads of you know everyone's called in their giant unit and they're all going at it in this three versus three insane brawl with tons of bright lights and loads of units dying and that's really cool and that's like that's the true potential of the game realized I think um, so I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it I think it's I think it's great and it, um, I'd say it's, it's a probably a bit too complicated to control if you're an RTS newbie in the um, multiplayer but the single player is certainly will be a lot of fun for sure and it's gorgeous as well such a good looking game so I'm really excited about it yes yeah. <laughs> we have some really questions here um, this is from Max Ursa uh, from our discord channel that's uh, is it discord dot. GG/PC G- 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 PC oh, these are all
1: from the Discord channel aren't they because that's the only place we take
0: We do, although although you can tweet them to us as well. Um, uh, Me is probably the most useful one. Don't tweet them to the at PC Gamer account, because it's just a wasteland. Um, You can tweet them to me, though. I'm Samuel W. Roberts on Twitter. I don't know if you guys want to plug yourselves on Twitter. Uh, At Octada, O-C-T-A-E-D-E-R.
1: At Ultra Brilliant. Yes. If you send me a question, I'll make sure Sam sees it. Uh,
0: (laughs) I don't know why you still do that. I'll tweet us what you think, at PC Gamer in the magazine, because it's like, (laughs) you're just shouting into the wind. I look at it sometimes,
1: (laughs) and you see the odd message amongst all the spam, but... Yeah, yeah, but the
0: D- Discord channel is—we um, have more and more people drop in every week, and it's very nice. So, yeah,
1: uh, I hang out there now. I'm, I'm a recent joinee. Yeah,
0: you can uh, Cool. Can yeah. we we'll say hello to Andy Kelly? We've got mm. some we're, we're, Discord channel. We've actually got some great questions this week, which is why I didn't spend too long on the uh, initial segment because I wanted to get into these. But um, okay, in the spirit of them daft Facebook memes, you are teleported into the game franchise of your choice. Where are you going, and why? <laughs> I don't really get the Facebook meme thing. And I, 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 I mean, I'm not enough Facebook. time on Facebook. Yeah. Not to sound like you, you're grand, but I am on Facebook, <laughs> but I don't understand that.
1: Uh, I'd like to be transported to the Citadel in peacetime, not when the Reapers are coming to kill everyone in Mass mm. Effect and just hang out in the, the Citadel. That's a good idea. Hang out with an, an Elcor. <laughs> go for a walk in the Presidium. Yeah. It seems like a nice place to hang out, apart mm. from all the crime and that, but...
0: Yeah, right. seems <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. I guess, uh, Oof. Don't know, it's actually I difficult.
1: know where you want to go. I want to go there as well, but you can go if you want. Not
0: Final Fantasy. Bal- Garden. Oh, God. Oh God. God. Final, Final Fantasy F- 8. <laughs> It's lovely there. My Final Fantasy has become embarrassing, I think. Oh, it's nice though, though isn't it? Nice <laughs> water. Nice, yeah. Again, yeah. before all the shit kicks off. Yeah. Maybe, but... I guess I'd be a janitor or something, maybe a teacher. <laughs> well, I you, could just become, you could just travel the world as a triple triad master. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You go to the training center and fight a T Rex. That's what freaking, yeah.
0: I, 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 but there's probably better places to live, like um, S Star's all right, and maybe go live there for a while, yeah. A futuristic city mm. or um, uh, Fisherman's Horizon's quite nice, yeah, it's quite nice, yeah. Um, yeah. until a
1: university crashes into it. <laughs> spoilers, <That's outrageous. laughs>
0: yeah. spoilers for a 20 year old game there. Um, Phil, what about you? Yeah, um, oh god, that's a good question. Uh, the sims just a house yeah just sims. a world where you can city afford skylines. to have a house <laughs> what are the what are the rental prices like in city Skylines? is that a thing that the game goes into I, it's not a thing i remember if it no, does i think you but... can
1: set it maybe i don't know i'm not putting enough city skylines they're but, definitely yeah. affordable
0: okay. in the sims so that's... can you set them to like a san francisco or london level so it's <laughs> like you're in a shed for like two <laughs> grand <laughs> yeah,
1: that'd be like a good game shower with 20 people yeah, like brutal landlord sim we've got to like just rent out this shit this tiniest space possible to desperate um young professionals
0: you win if you get a vice article written yeah. about you i'd play that wow, yeah. amazing we really took that and ran with it yeah. um okay cool i'll be able to any other uh, sponsors to that or that was quite, um it's quite that's a nice right. flight of fancy quite here. like quite quite to yeah. pop into proteus you know just wander oh, around a yeah. nice island while frogs make music around you yeah that'd be neat that'd be right. Um, Look at Caves and Dear Esther, maybe? Yeah. It's not yeah. really a franchise, though, is it? Yeah, the world franchise. Yeah. But yeah, I guess yes, that's true. A sort of, yeah. The Dear Esther franchise. A, a barren, metaphysical Hebridean island
1: <laughs> where the weather's well always shit and it's haunted by the ghosts of your past. Yeah, let's
0: <laughs> let's go there. What a lovely holiday. Imagine Dear Esther was a franchise and they were on, like, I don't know, Dear, Dear Esther, Esther versus 4. Stanley Parable by now. <laughs> a mashup. Dear Esther to Dear Harder. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Okay, while not exactly a PC-related question, but as a PC gamer is immersive sim con- connoisseurs, would you consider, consider Zelda Breath of the Wild to be an immersive sim? Why or why not? That was from Blian. Um I was intrigued by your thoughts on this, because... I know, we did do this feature on Immersive Sims. This is yes. brought up in the Discord channel, and they are normally first-person games. I they mean, are normally on PC. They're always on PC, obviously. We should preface this uh, with the statement that none of us have played Zelda Breath of the Wild. I have played it. Oh, have you played it? But I played we? it E3. I've okay, played right, the finished right. version. So, I- Well,
1: Metal, uh, but Metal Gear 5 is not first-person, and I'd say that maybe it just has elements of Immersive Sims. Yeah, it's not a fully yeah, exactly. Immersive I mean, Sim, I don't it? think... Nah, it's I don't not.
0: Think... Do they have to be first person, or is yeah. it just a case that they just tend to be? I like, feel like
1: it needs to have spaces where there's no where there's like exploration and like yeah, is, uh, NPCs and stuff. as part Man of the. Mm, yeah, I think it had. Yeah, Five has mother base though. Yeah, Hetman's interesting because it is in a lot of ways. But the
0: yeah, person immersive sim. I don't, it may be too stealth focused. It needs more be,
1: RPG elements. I think. I think
0: Zelda. But I mean, from everything I've heard people say about it, <clears> that makes it sound quite Far Cry Two-ish. In terms of uh, yeah, the, the way the world's designed and you know, the degradation of things, and well, one of my favourite um, mini stories from I think it might have been Eurogamer's review mm. was they say that, let's say there's a uh, a river you have to cross and Link can't swim across it so um, he, and he proposed two solutions one you can climb up a nearby hill get out your parachute thing jump off and fly um, across the river that way. Um, or uh, you can go up to a tree and you can chop it down and then the tree, will, the log will go into the river and flow along and you jump onto the log and then you can jump onto the other side. And first of all, I thought that made the game sound amazing because yeah. I thought, wow, that's actual problem solving in a, mm. in a Zelda game, which is not something you ever really do apart from walking around dungeons and figuring out these quite lateral thinking puzzles. But, like, um, yeah, I don't really, uh, I don't know, like, it's not really... That sounds on the money to me. I mean, if you think about what an immersive sim is, like... The genre, which a lot of people have problems with the name of, is named that because it is trying to simulate as many yeah. systemic interactions <clears> within a <throat> world that feel naturalistic and immersive as is possible. Yes. The it word. doesn't have to be realistic, it's just word. sim. You want the things to be modelled the way that they would be yes, this was actually a, within a, that environment. <clears throat> Another good thing I saw retweeted today is apparently if, Zelda ha- sorry, if Link has a fire sword... And he isn't equipping it, and puts it on his back. It'll send his temperature meter up. And it'll it'll keep him warm in like the heat. And I thought, okay, that's really yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. like Detail, it, The tree example is you Okay, if you can cut down a tree and it falls into the river and it flows along, and you can use that to jump across a river. That that sounds like the sort of interaction that yeah. that is seems very much within the spirit of an immersive sim. I doubt that, as Nintendo themselves would call it that. But um, no, no. I suppose in in that, that one of the reasons we have been excited about that game is because it's it does cross into genres that PC players traditionally yeah, enjoy, yeah. You know? I mean I think traditionally like the problem I usually have with Nintendo games is they are incredibly polished but I think that comes at the cost of maybe like the the, the systemic experimentation that you get with glitchy ass PC <laughs> games yeah. like I you know I would say facetiously sometimes in the past that oh you know I'll take like in boiling point over a Mario or a Zelda because Mario Galaxy one is versus boiling point ridiculously <laughs> ambitious and broken as fuck and the other is amazingly well polished but maybe a bit just what well, my problem with Nintendo games has always been that I feel like they're I mean they're they're in a lot of ways repeating the same things over and over again not always but like um sometimes and sometimes that is comforting as well hmm. like um I really got into the Mario 3DS game, actually, 3D Land. I thought that was amazing, and uh, yeah. Uh, but in this case, they seem to have reinvented open yeah, world like games. Here, they actually—it seems like they've done like they've made—they've secretly made a PC game, but they. Put it on the fucking switch and they finished it. <laughs> they properly oh, yeah, okay. it. Also, they <laughs> actually made it, yeah. yeah you, can it put it on your,
1: you can put it on your PC now at 15 frames per second <laughs> on an emulator, yeah. Um, and an incredibly if you're a, glitchy version, yeah. if, you're, if you're a lawbreaker,
0: it's really um tested uh the will of the team to not spend 300 pounds <laughs> to simply um to simply buy one. Getting
1: one at Christmas probably when it drops by 50 quid.
0: Haven't you got a Wii U though, Andy? You could put on yeah. there, can you?
1: Yeah, but I i know, I just want the. 900p, 720p. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want it to look slightly better, that's fair enough, but yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, uh, I guess uh, yeah, it's I a guess... broad, I mean, immersive
1: sim isn't invented, I mean, everything is invented, but it's a particularly invented term, so it's as broad or as narrow as you want it, really, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and also, so we've just broadened it, so I like that. We've made uh, it yeah, a bit, kind of, I'd like, a bit know, looser.
0: It's one of those, uh, yeah, it is one of those genres where like everyone's got a slightly I think everyone draws the line slightly differently. Like I, I mean, does Skyrim count? Some people would say yes, some people would say no. Like, I'd I say think, I'd say no on that. So I think <laughs> we would say if it's not on PC, it's not on i I'd say like <laughs> Skyrim Oblivion, yes, but like Bioshock, probably not. And we put Bioshock in our history of thing, but I think it's probably too pure a combat game to yeah. so really be that Mm -hmm. There's Uh, no
1: real problem solving in Bioshock, apart from what plasmid to combine (laughs) with, what
0: plasmid. Who, who will these bees go into? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) greatest problem of all. Yeah, it's very true, (laughs) actually. Who wants my bees? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. Um, good question if you could dele- yeah it's a very good question um, that was from Bliarm. I don't know if I said that at the time but anyway um, if you could delete any IP or that term Ooh, <laughs> um, from the history of gaming which would it be? I'd delete which, which a Assassin's- fourth quarter franchise you- <laughs> sorry I'm interrupting um uh from the history of gaming which would would it be? I'd delete Assassin's Creed from existence. that's not I wouldn't delete Assassin's Creed. Nah. I I yeah. did I did admit I recently played try playing Syndicate and I said this to Andy this morning. But there's a level where you have to go into an orphanage or a workshop or something like that where there are kids working and not If they air assassinate an orphan no you don't <laughs> You have to not get seen by this these guys who are patrolling, and the stealth systems in it are so bad, mm. so so bad. Like trying to get a good position on killing the guys is pointless. You basically just have to run up to them and slap them before they turned around, and it was just it, it was just badly done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, ne- I never really cared about any Assassin's Creed after three. Since three, but three, I, I used three to be after. I used but to be so emotionally invested uh, in it. Assassin's Creed two. Those three Assassin's Creed two games yes. were all very good. Yeah. I wouldn't delete it. I wouldn't delete them. From I'm an no. Assassin's
1: Creed liker, but even I, not as massively flawed in so many ways, but mm.
0: yeah. I I don't know if I would delete anything from history.
1: Well, because chaos theory. I mean, like you delete one series and another franchise bleeds out of <laughs> existence. Yeah, and so. and it turn out that you weren't even born anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you if <laughs> you, you delete GTA, Goldblum like never <laughs> now. Because <laughs> <laughs> your
0: mum never played Space Invaders and that's how she met your dad or whatever. <laughs> if you deleted like. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> If you deleted GTA, so many
1: games would just disappear, and yeah, the whole yeah. the whole landscape would. But that's not what he asked. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess. I Let's guess think if more you abstractly. Deleted, um, if you deleted Conker's Bad Fur Day from <laughs> from <laughs> history, the timeline would probably be fine. Because yeah. <laughs> there were still plenty of uh, influential rare games around that time. So if you got rid of a game about a farting squirrel, I think you'd be okay. That's my theory anyway. I'd delete Dragon Age because it's a lot of boring old t- Oh, uh, okay, sideways. That's, what are you come on. Yeah, the first one's a bit boring. I actually replayed it recently for a feature and... I don't actually think it was that good and yeah. I, 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 I realise that a lot of people love it and purists love it but also you played it on the Xbox for the feature yeah that's true and Yeah, that's not necessarily the best way of doing that it definitely but it isn't. does have problems still but if you deleted the entire <laughs> Dragon Age then we'd lose Dragon Age 2 couldn't make jokes, mean <laughs> we'd lose about a decade of people being angry at us and in jokes, and, about, and Dragon in Age jokes two. about Dragon Age 2 Also, the um, last year of magazine content would be so much harder what, where would we be without jokes about the time we gave Dragon Age 2 94% and the deep roads what would we do without <laughs> those uh, I um, I see your point Andy what would uh, I mean, what I'm would just be being you brash. like you've never met Varric uh, How empty would your life be now well I don't know he's a, he's a good NPC I mean I'm writing a feature at the moment and like i well, am in the basic uh, bits of writing a feature and I was picking out some good AI companions I was like oh Varric is like the the Number one, isn't he? He's great, but then uh, Andy's not a big dragon age guy, obviously.
1: See the guy with the crossbow? Yeah. yes, yeah. I don't know enough about him oh, <laughs> to write him off. I'm just uh, that was just uh, an emotional answer, I didn't think it through.
0: Yeah, there's no um, there's no real, there's no series I really properly like <clears throat> get annoyed by. No, but, uh, I don't know. I want to say something, yeah. I'm sure there's other outlandish things you could say just to, yeah, to I, roll don't, people up, example, just I, I don't, for example, I don't really this, but... give a flying shit about Street Fighter. I don't care. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like people don't. I don't know if people really enjoy it or if they just enjoy pressing the same sequence of stuff over and over again. I don't know what. I don't know at what point they're still finding it an interesting game to I guess it's at, on the level of player. The It's It's reacting
1: on the fly to what another person is doing, I guess. Yeah, that's right. I don't like Street Fighter, but that's Uh, what I think. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. But yours was an
1: emotional answer as well. (laughs) If you think any of these throw for more than a second, then yeah.
0: yeah. To be honest, and the idea of me deleting Street Fighter but not deleting, (laughs) let's say, Injustice, God's us mugger. Outrageous. But yeah, what can I say? I like uh, lots of uh, big crabs attacking a city, and that Mm. happens in Injustice. What about you, Phil? Uh, Should we move on? fifa
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is just what game series do you not like
0: are you not that keen on (laughs) i'll just delete football yeah (laughs) the football football. franchise um okay uh do you think that you can name a game that none of the other hosts of the podcast have heard of i really like that question oh that's a good challenge but probably Dynalib. that one i've probably got a slight advantage because i spent four or five years doing the top ten downloads oh yeah yeah it has
1: to be a not an in, not a, a like a released game that was released by a company, not a, like a free download. All right, a, like a, a published game can be an indie game, but not you can, yeah. With to make it a good challenge, you can't oh, just shit. like what was the... just pluck something out of obscurity.
0: What about jumping flash? You guys have heard of that? Haven't you? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> I had it on PlayStation
0: One. <laughs> this is a great question. I we've got to, we've got to go for this. Yeah, was quarantine. Can I can I just? On PS2? No,
1: PC Quarantine, about a post-apocalyptic taxi driver Made in the build engine (laughs) Oh, fuck And a a soundtrack of Australian rock music That
0: does actually sound familiar
1: You didn't know about it, though
0: Yes! Uh, What about (laughs) about NY Race? Have you guys heard of that? Yeah Uh,
1: What's that? NY Race, you heard of that? No
0: Okay, that's like a Fifth Element-style racing game, isn't it? Um, yeah, oh, never heard of that. Oh, okay, well, I got one out here That's not too bad. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> um, what? I'm tr- there, there's one that I know might do the business, but I can't remember what it's called. Oh. Um,
1: what oh. about celebrity poker tournament with oh. Jonathan Frakes?
0: <laughs> oh, I guess I, have, I guess <laughs> I haven't heard of that. Technically, yeah, <laughs> but I have heard of Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> I've got I've got quite a good one actually. But Annie might know this. Dog of Bay. Dog of Bay. Dog of Bay. It's Never... A, only no. released in Japan. Did you make that up? No, no, no. <laughs> the only reason I know it... Is oh, only... Yeah, only released in Japan seems like it's... Cheesy. Oh, no! It was public. It's on PS2. If I can't have free games, then... <laughs> it was only released on PS2 and I only know it because it was in um, Play Magazine's back pages uh, like archive back when I used to work on that mag. So, like, um, it's about... It's about singing and dancing dog people, wow. and they look like furries or something like that. Some kind of weird sexual. It's like a dog in a bikini. Wow. That sort of nonsense. I've not like, heard of Dog of Bay. If you look it up, it's weird-looking, like rhythm action game, <laughs> but like um, got quite a high score, I think. Um, so if you're into that, then you know, go for it. But like, uh, yeah, Dog of Bay. I, I feel like that counts. Does that not count? Mm, yeah. No, right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know White Gold War in Paradise? Hmm. I don't know. I. I those oh, all those familiar. Those words sound like. Uh, is it a, a kind of cowboy, wild westy thing? No, no,
1: I haven't heard of it then. Is it a boiling point sequel? It is a boiling point. Yes, sequel. I have well heard of that. Done. <laughs> Shit. That was a good obscure one, though.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember it now. Oh, what was the? Uh, I might have. I might have quite. A, oh, there was also God. Precursor, which was a b- another boiling point related game with a mad infantry and all sorts of things. I'm guessing uh, and you will remember Mr. Mosquito, right? Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. Remember Mr. I've Mr. got mosquito. a
1: Japanese copy of that on my uh. desk. Of course, I was which is about... great box art of a giant, <laughs> of a human foot with a tiny mosquito on it. I love the
0: PS2 around that era when you would just yeah get yeah. Get these yeah random Polaroid peak. Remember that? Yeah, it was, wasn't I from the same line of like random? Um, yeah, yeah. I remember there's like some pervy, well, slightly pervy. It was like those couple of years where you'd just get over things like Mr. Mosquito, but also things like you know Gitaroo Man and oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great game. We um, love Katamari. And... Yeah, yeah. Um, I you can c- emulate them all now, kids. Yeah, it's true. Not legally, but you know, <laughs> hey, it's a thing that can be done quite easily. Yeah,
1: mm. and and stream to your Steam Link so you can play them on your TV. <laughs> If you're a full-time crime man, of course. <laughs> we don't do such man, a Andy such Kelly. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part-time. So if any I, lawyers day, Andy Kelly is not a full-time crime man. I'm nearly a part-time crime man.
0: Um, okay, I think we've probably answered that then. What do you think? <laughs> I, think we, I think we all got one the other people hadn't heard of. Did you get one we hadn't heard of, Andy? Yeah, Quarantine, oh, the yeah. post-apocalyptic taxi driver game. And you got... Oh, no, but <laughs> well, Andy has heard of... That. Uh, Okay Okay. We'll move on then Yeah um, Okay um, What's your favourite Wrong way to play a game I.e. going loud in Hitman Or obeying the law in GTA That's from Monkey Hammer I, I didn't make that up um, <laughs> It is literally From Monkey Hammer Yes um, I, uh, I don't know I never obeyed the law in GTA. It's like because you just the game would take forever. It's boring.
1: Well, a re- recent example is I reviewed um, the Hunter Call of the Wild, which I keep tr- meaning, tr- which I keep almost calling Call of Nature, <laughs> but it should be about them. name. But um, that's a game about hunting hunting deer in a, an incredibly beautiful wilderness, and um, I just I went for a walk in it and didn't shoot any deer for like an hour. Just walked from one end of the map to the other and enjoyed mm. the scenery. And, and disobeyed the, the guy in my ear going, it's time to hunt some deer. I'm like, no, no, my friend, I'm just going for a walk. I just had to be holding a big gun. I'm <laughs> no, just no, holding no, it for friend. my friend. <laughs> no, no, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, that was a recent example. I have I have for fun, like a bit, the long GT and like driven fun and inverted commas mm, just, yeah. just to see what happens and like nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> but it's quite fun. It's like a simulation slightly.
0: <laughs> I'm absolutely shit at stealth games so I've, um, I play all stealth games in loud mode more or less I try to do stealth uh, mess it up and then abandon it for the next 12 hours and then that's the game for me um, but luckily games have become more and more uh, a, a, they acc- accustom you if you decide to do that so MGS5 has got very sophisticated yeah. third person combat and Dishonored has a lot of options if you want to let's say you know just stab people instead of actually doing the stealth yeah they're definitely supported methods now. yeah um, so yeah I guess that's it really but I can't think of many others. like do you guys drive on the wrong side of the road in a uh, road in uh, truck simulator like yeah if
1: I'm <laughs> driving down a really straight boring road I'll sometimes swerve in an yeah, so oncoming you do lane have to do a little, you just feel little, little shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. sometimes yeah. just to feel
0: a <laughs> <laughs> Okay, seems like a good way to answer that. Um, um, there is—I can't remember what the link is, but I think it was a Tumblr site. Like no wrong way to play, which was just a collection of these things. You know, uh, people doing like permadeath runs in Far Cry Two, or uh, a bunch of other things where people put their own rules on the game and yeah. had fun. Mm, yeah, I don't think I play any game in permadeath except maybe Echo Jr. on the Mega Drive because it's a 30 minute long game. (laughs) I know I could do it. So my self-esteem would be intact. (laughs) Okay, I'll go into the slightly... um, Do you have any more for that, Phil, before I move on? No, no, I can't remember what the link to that place is, but I'm sure Google has it. (laughs) Just just got everything. (laughs) I'm told if you type in some words, you'll find it eventually. Um, I'm not sure whether it's been asked before, but how did uh, some of you guys get into games media careers? That's from... Gange 94 maybe ganja i don't know but, um, <laughs> that's a really old school internet yeah. name isn't it yeah <laughs> i like it, yeah. it um <clears throat> thanks Gange. <laughs> i didn't want to this isn't the last question of the podcast but i didn't want to end the uh, us talking about ourselves super wank fest right at the, the very end so fair enough um i went i was 18 my mum got a recruitment paper and uh, a publisher that whose magazines i read advertised for a job and I went for it, despite having no qualifications. I sent in a review of Zone of the Enders 2, <laughs> and I got an interview, and I aced it, and I was hired. And then my life was not awful in a small town in Hampshire. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> That's my, my story. Mine well, is quite similar. I was, I was 18. I used to read PSM 2 magazine, rest in peace, one of the greats. Um, I used to, well, actually, no, my friend used to read it, and I used to borrow it off him, and he, he came round to my... Uh, my window one day and held it up and went. You should apply for this. And they were look hiring writers for the magazine, which was a, a bit of an experiment. And uh, they wanted new staff writer. And I sent in a bunch of sample reviews, which were all really bad, like attempts to sound like Charlie Brooker, who I thought was the who I was trying to be when I was a young confused, man. And um, yeah, I went for an interview, which I absolutely ballsed up. But um, apparently they they like the writing enough to give me a job, and I'm still. I moved from Scotland to Bath and I'm still here. I'm yes. now on PC Gamer, so. Mm. But yeah, no no qualifications either. I actually quit. I started college and I just quit it to come and work here. Yeah. To oh. study at the School of Life.
0: I am <laughs> two years into writing, I almost went to uni, uh, back to uni, but I'm glad I didn't now and stuck with it. It's worked out all right. Uh, how about you, Phil? <coughs> uh, so I, I wasn't 18, I was in my mid to late 20s uh... had been made redundant from a job at a college uh... was working in a pub and doing blogging in my spare time just because i was kind of bored of working in a pub uh... and in quick succession wrote a thing about finally getting into Deus Ex uh, and and my attempts to complete the first level because i think the trick to actually getting into Deus Ex if you've had a if you you know hit that wall a few times is to just push through stop trying to do it properly and just push through the first level in yeah. any way you can and uh, so it was just yeah a sort of diary about that and also another thing uh, that was an extended and quite angry rant about how the locals of the pub would order various beers and why it annoyed me uh, and um, and <laughs> What, well, bad beers? <clears throat> no, any beers. Just their specific <laughs> ways of ordering beers that I found objectionable. Um, <laughs> yeah, you should be working at a pub. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't for me. But uh, I've, I've, I've seemingly off the back of both of those pieces, I assumed just the Deus Ex piece at first, but uh, I was specifically told no, not just that afterwards. Uh, Tom Francis emailed me and said, do you want to do some words for us? Hmm. I was like, yeah, okay, this seems like a way out from what's happened to my life. That's cool. And then you just uh, started doing full-time news. Yeah, then... no, um, I did freelance for a bit, uh, quit my job after a while, uh, did full-time freelance, and then, yeah, just sort of gradually kept getting more employed step by step. <laughs> so none of us went, I
1: mean, it was, most games writers who speak to don't go for the traditional. I went to uni, I got qualifications, and then I applied for a job and I got the job. Almost everyone ends up here from some bizarre route. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, no one really goes into it. I I did always want to do this when I was a kid and um, I even now I have crippling imposter syndrome despite being 10 years into my career at editing the magazine that I loved when I was a kid. I still kind of think I'll be found out and sent to work at one stop again.
1: Yeah, I always wanted to do it as well. I was I, I used to I remember once in school we had to bring in something we were proud of and everyone brought in like meaningful tokens of their lives and I brought in my collection of official Nintendo magazine <laughs> nice. in a that's stack and, and told them all and, and went through each one and told them why I liked each issue to, to blo- glazed over <laughs>
0: blank faces. I remember that's it very be, vividly. but That's got to yeah. be more interesting than the other things that those kids have. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is oh, my well, teddy bear. I was once incredibly proud of uh, writing the Star Letter for Official PlayStation Magazine 2 one issue. I,
1: I got that as well Star Letter and Official PlayStation Magazine 2. Yeah. I got a voucher and I bought Metal Gear Sword 2 with it. Nice. Isn't that weird that we both got
0: copy f- of some game? But it wasn't even a great game. But
1: That's weird that we both got Star yeah,
0: Letter. and... Uh, I tracked it down in um, in, our, in studio, the PDF yeah. of it. Yeah, I've still got the thought. issue. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I'm yeah. never letting anyone see my letter. Oh, God. <laughs> I think John our designer, was in PCG's Starletter in the uh, maybe it was the issue that had Tron 2.0 on the cover, which I remember wow. buying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've uh, I've I've I, I was in Edge's um, Top 100 Games Ever um, bookazine. Uh, writing about Metal Gear Solid 2 because I'd sent in sent in this thing, but oddly it came out just so I'd become a games writer, and I was like, that's surreal. Mm. But yeah, technically that's the only time I've written for Edge. Technically, yeah, I,
1: wrote, <laughs> I actually wrote the Metal Gear Solid 2 entry in the first edition of that bookazine, so I think you usurped mine. You are now the official um, <laughs> word on Metal Gear Solid 2 in that wow. particular bookazine. So
0: okay, well there you go. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, that's uh, that's our stories, and uh, yeah, I can't speak for I think Tom Senior. Um, I don't know. I think he had a similar route, didn't he? He, go, he went from working in our hospital, and then yeah, I, doing this. I actually don't know. The we specifics. should, I guess, we shouldn't tell his story on his behalf. Uh, so, yeah. I, like he will have told me before, but we'll have been drunk because <laughs> that's when origin stories always happen. <laughs> is uh, a certain time of the pub. Okay, good. Thing. Well, um, hopefully that was insightful in some way. Uh, I'm going to move on to our last question from Sex Tooth. I don't really know why that's his name, but follows me on Twitter and it seems like a nice guy. Is there a games franchise... Oh, people get using the franchise and IP a lot, yeah, don't they? Stop yeah, that. don't
1: use marketing words. That's what they want you to, to do. <laughs> Say series and... Um,
0: Game. Video game. <laughs> Video game. But, but uh, thanks for listening. I, I appreciate oh, it. Oh, yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite? Oh, uh, no, that's the last question. Is there a games franchise where the only one you have played is what most people consider the worst one, Max Payne 3, etc.? Hmm. Actually, that example, I have only played Max Payne 3. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I hated it. <laughs> oh. have played Max Payne 2? Oh, I've only played Driver 3. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, actually, I might have played. Have the, you not played Driver San Francisco? The, uh, no, the I've done. Um, coma game. I bought it. Fun. I bought it accidentally on the wrong UPlay account, and what? so my brother owns it now. But I can sign it any time. I just haven't played it yet. Um, but no, I played the original briefly. But like um, the third one, I went around and mate's house, and that was the bad GTA knockoff one. Yeah. Wasn't it? That was yeah, um, bad times bug fest. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was a bad one. I
1: don't think I've ever. I think whenever I play a bad game in a series, and someone will let me know, and I'll play the better one. So I don't think I've ever. I don't think there's any examples of that for me.
0: No, I guess uh, no. I think that's that's uh, that's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a very, I mean, we're the wrong people about, to ask, as we. I was about to say I've played and Lynch One and Two, which are both the bad games of that
1: <laughs> series. But yeah, I was going to say actually I've only played two, <laughs> which is the which is the best one. Isn't it? I is mean, technically oh, no. it's the best one, but so I don't know. I don't know. Reinstall <laughs> on it, and you did an uninstall on it.
0: Oh, that's really good. Yes, we uh, <laughs> basically did. You um, uh, praised both of IO's modern hated games. Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah. yeah. missed he them. Round <laughs> up both of <laughs> them. I love that. Yeah, n- n- next many ninjas. If Freedom Force, I'd have been like, yes, I'm <laughs> um, all into that. Oh, what, Freedom Fighters? Freedom Fighters, yeah. yeah. Freedom Force was the... Freedom the, the um, rational. I've yeah, never irrational.
1: played that, actually, that. Isn't it like a superhero RTS or something? Yeah, something
0: like that. I've not yeah. played it either, but it's been sat on like a Steam account for years. It's, that could be a good it's reinstall. Not, it's not bad, but I thought mm. it was slightly overrated at the time. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's actually a lot, it's a lot harder than the, the slightly fluffy premise might suggest it's going to be. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, I thought it was okay at the the time um but you could create your own superheroes and create all the marvel ones which is pretty cool from what i recall uh but yeah i don't know apart from that not so much i'm sure there's been others but yeah i don't My know memory's shy. <laughs> yeah also like um that's from an era where you would just stumble across like uh cheap you might find mm. cheap in like a i don't know game or something finding an old you know a uh, dvd rom thing whereas now if you're on steam you can just look up instantly what the best game in any series is yeah. and buy it um yeah, so I can't think of any other examples. But that seems like a good place to leave the podcast on a question we can't really answer. And um, yes, if you would like to uh, interact with us on Discord, that link again is uh, discord.gg. Correct. And um, if you want to buy our magazine, it is out now with Mountain Blade 2 on the cover. It has a 16-page History of RPGs feature as well as a free beta key for Gwent. Uh, it's closed beta at the moment, so you can't play that. But if you buy a magazine, you have guaranteed access to that, which is mm-hmm. cool. And uh, that is the stuff that we have to promote. So um, if you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. We just had a new one that was very nice, and uh, we're very grateful for the support. So, also uh, tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> just a tweet or something. <laughs> yeah, tell hold, your friends. Hold a local meeting of your community. <laughs> In the uh, town hall, yeah. the guild hall. <laughs> Book out the town hall. and Yeah, sounds good. Mm. Cool, okay, good. Uh, yes, we'll be back next week. Thank you.